If you've watched the recent Netflix documentary titled The Social Dilemma, you know about MIT's research on Twitter that showed that fake news spreads six times faster than real news. And it's taking down companies, individuals, confusing realities, and influencing political outcomes. Keeping your company's communication strategy front, center, and responsive, that's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome, I'm Kelly McCauley, producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Today, our esteemed guest is Karen Canali feekston CEO of Canali Communications Incorporated, where she also serves as Chief Culture Officer, Principal Strategist, and Resident Sommelier. Karen, besides inviting you to your company parties, thank you for joining us today to talk about what's most wanted by stakeholders in today's communication plans and strategies. Kelly, I can't wait to get to the point where we have those company starting parties that I can invite you to. So hold that. <laughs> Before we dive in, here's a few more facts about Karen. She's involved with every Canali Communications client, providing communications insights to life science executives and contributing to strategic planning. Karen founded Canali Communications in 2010 after serving as president of the Life Sciences Division of International PR firm, Porter Novelli Associates. Karen, so what are these must-have foundational pieces of a smart communication plan? Who owns it and who does it target? Kelly, thanks, and it's so great to be here today. I really appreciate it. You know, you opened with the, the social dilemma. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my watch list. Um, sadly, that watch list just keeps on getting longer and longer instead mm -hmm. of um, shorter and shorter. Um, but I think one of the interesting part of, parts about it is that, you know, there's, there's a fair amount of politics, um, as I understand it, in that social dilemma. And I think when I started my career um, into well into my career, when I talked and did training, with organizations and CEOs, I actually used to use politics as a great example um, of what to do, right? It was thoughtful, it was strategic, politicians were usually well-trained, um, they thought harder than anybody about their, their message and how it was going to resonate with their key stakeholders. Um, today, unfortunately, I don't use it as an example. Um, it's too electrifying, but it's also not a good example of, of how to think about strategic communications. So I think when you, you ask the question, what are the foundational pieces of a smart communication plan? I think um, the most important foundation is that it maps to your corporation's business objectives or your nonprofit business objectives or your institution, whatever it may be, you're gonna have certain business objectives and your strategic um, communication plan should say, how am I going to help the organization achieve those business objectives through communications? So within that, you need to think about um, who your key stakeholders are. And so you ask the question of who owns it. Um, that really varies with how large your company is, how many communication professionals you have. But I think in terms of who needs to be a part of it is that you're going to have your chief communication officer, even if that person does not have that title, it's the person who um, you know, owns the communication plan on a day-to-day -day basis. And then that person needs to enlist um, a leader really of all the different disciplines. 
So a part of a communication plan might be targeted at your investors because you're a public company. So, you know, the CEO, the CFO, it might be targeted at your um, internal employees or new recruits. And so you need to make sure that HR um, and recruiting owns a, a very important piece of that. It might be because you have a pen and you're trying to sell the pen. So it's ever, you know, whoever is in the in charge of that product discipline. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think a lot of times communication plans are created um, probably around the C-suite and then put on the shelf because the internal stakeholders are not involved and they need to be imminent, very intensely, intimately involved. You and I had talked about this a little bit earlier that I do this vision and alignment program inside of organizations. And I asked two questions. The one thing I ask is in all its glory, if this company was living up to what you know is possible and what the values you have, as well as the people around you, you know, what would it be like around here and, and describe it in detail. And then I ask another question, which is what are some of the things getting in the way of that happening? And what always comes up, no matter what company, no matter how renowned or well-run they are, no matter how uh, successful they are or known for being the place to work, what I find is that communication always comes up as a problem. And it's whether it's siloed, whether it's you know pieces of the company are siloed or whether individuals are not talking to each other or what you just said, that the plans are up there at the, the highest levels of the organization, but they're not cascading down. So whether you're doing positioning and message development with your clients, investor relations, or even communications, corporate communications, where do you find that most of these breakdowns are occurring? You know, it's so interesting because um, I, think, I think most companies undervalue communications, right? Um, I think the big ones get it right. There was a quote that Bill Gates said one time, and it was something along the lines, if I was down to my last dollar, I would spend it on communications, <laughs> right? They get it. They understand the value of it. Um, I think most emerging startups, emerging companies kind of um, early into their public life, if they decide to go that route. They, they undervalue communications and, and how important it is. Whereas I think I look at communications and go, I mean, really corporations are about a relationship, a relationship with your consumer, your key stakeholders. And what is the most important aspect about any relationship, right? It's communication and you have to do it well. And if you don't pay attention to it, it breaks down and things cascade downhill from there, right? Um, and so I think- I think people take it for granted. I think that they just go, well, we're all talking. We've been talking forever. We've all been writing emails, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I just think it goes into, well, everybody knows how to talk. Right, right. Well, and it's even harder today, and this is a little bit, a little bit back to the social dilemma. I have, again, I haven't seen it, but as I understand it, um, I mean, communication is hard today. Hard, so hard. Um, because everything is, um, you know, in the good old days, it was like you, you went to bed, you woke up, oh, what made it to the paper? And that was the news cycle, right? And then maybe it was a little bit different by the time you got to the 6 p.m. news, but the news cycle was really 12, 12 hours. Today, it is not even seconds, right? Um, 
And so I think that's in part why it's undervalued is because how you receive news today or communication, I should say today, is so minute by minute by minute that I don't think corporations even think about um, how do we step back and really make this as strategic and thoughtful and planned as possible. Yeah, the thing about the social dilemma, if you're a parent, it's terrifying because they're showing how initially the design wasn't to manipulate people, but after time, they realized, wow, we can make a lot of money with this business model and feeding people the type of information they want to hear, which starts to polarize people, but it gets them staying on to whatever app that they're on as long as possible. Yeah. So yeah. it's absolutely a must see and it's more about manipulation even than it is about politics. And the mm -hmm. cool thing is they have people who were, you know, the, 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 the gentleman who created likes for Facebook. So a lot of people who were in the very early stages of designing these apps and then using the communications that come from the apps to keep you there as long as possible until actually you're a zombie um, and it's making yeah. money. And I think it's so hard for me as a, you know, lifelong professional communications expert, right? Because I think one of the um, most important pillars is transparency, yeah. right? I mean, you, I think, said the phrase real, relevant, responsive. That's the real part um, is, is the transparency and how important that is. I think, too, because um, I want to come back because I don't think I really addressed your question of, um, what are many of the breakdowns that occur? I think in, in my experience, you know, working with corporations is it's really lack of planning. Um, it is with two things, lack of planning and ignoring the landscape, right? So maybe let me give you an example. I do um, mostly work with biotech and biopharmaceutical companies. So a lot of, I mean, if, if you look at their um, business objective, right, is to develop you know, this next great medicine to treat this high-end med need, whatever that company is. So I am, of course, going to go in and talk about the strategic communication plans of, of how to help support that. One of the biggest moments is um, when clinical trial data comes out. So companies spend a ton of time, millions and millions and millions of dollars on this clinical trial. Um, and then two days in advance of that data coming out, think, oh, let's think about our communication scenario around this. Oh. Um, and, you know, there are, it's not clean cut. I mean, there could be many, 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 many shades of gray. Um, you know, rarely does that clinical trial data say, yes, this conclusively works, right? And so that's just like lack of, lack of planning. You need a scenario plan. You need to get all the key people into the room. I know how busy you are, but this is huge. Um, and, you know, plan, plan, plan. At the same time, that part about ignoring the landscape is I think companies tend to just look internally. This is what we're doing. These are our milestones. This is our plan. Um, and ignoring the external landscape, which can have tremendous influence on how they are perceived. Um, in the case of a lot of my work, how, you know, what one's competitor medicine is saying versus what you have in development and other things like that. Yeah, that's, that's great that you added that in. And so 
when you're talking to boards and leaders of companies, how can they confirm that the company communication strategy is being executed as intended? So I would say to make sure the first part of that is being done, right? That the board and the executive team is um, bringing communication to the level of the board um, because it should start with the board, right? The board is all ambassadors, communication ambassadors um, for, for the organization. So I think it's incredibly important to have um, your communication lead come and present to the board at the beginning of, of, the, of the fiscal year, let's say, and say, these are our um, communication strategies that we are that are in um, following up, phasing from the business objectives that of course, that they understand what those are at this point. And this is how we're going to achieve them. Um, and then the board and the leadership should hold com communication accountable. Um, there should be measurable objectives that says, you know, yes, this is where we are today. This is where we wanna be um, six months from now or whatever it might be. Let me show you how we got there and how we measured it. Right. And so looking at um, there's so many different things you can do. I think a lot of communication firms says, say that still today, public relations isn't measurable. It absolutely is. Um, and make sure that that communication has that accountability. Yeah, I love how right when you started this, you said have a plan that is aligned with the goals of the organization and the strategy of the organization. And now you're saying make sure that's being presented to you early in the year, probably, you know, and on regular intervals that it's moving in the direction that that the leaders and the board are wanting it to to win right. and landing right. how they want it to land. Right. That part's so key. You know, I think a lot of times um, we'll say, oh, just show us, you know, we had 500 media impressions. Well, I don't care. What is the quality of those media impressions? What did they say? Did they, what is your share of voice versus um, competitors, let's say, right? I mean, you need to really look to see how your message is penetrating and how it's being received. Um, not just that you got 500 impressions or whatever it may be. So just don't, you know, don't let it be tactical. Communications is one of the most strategic things you should be thinking about in your organization. Karen, thank you so much for sharing your insights on strategic communication. And especially thank you for doing it here for CDF. Thanks, Kelly. This has been great. Really appreciate it. <laughs> So if you want to learn more about Canali Communications and see the terrific work they're doing, go look at their gorgeous website. You're going to want to steal a lot of ideas from that. And uh, please visit www.canalicommunication.com or canalicom.com. To subscribe to more podcasts like this, please visit Macaulay and Code dot com forward slash podcast. You can also check out our online blueprint for high performing leaders self study program to learn about critical board member issues, challenges and solutions like those brought up in today's podcast or to attend our next webinar, go to www.directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations you lead. Thanks again so much, Karen. Thank you.